0: Welcome everyone to a Slab Stocks podcast. I'm Aaron, joined here by Nathan and his brother Sam down in Florida. Sam, you want to say what's up? How's it going?
1: Hey, what's up? How's it going?
0: <laughs> Love it.
2: I read the uh, Aaron's Instagram story. Sam is our featured guest, as, with fire emojis. That oh Aaron. yes,
0: it's a big guest. Uh, I know you guys were not expecting it, but he's here, and we are going to do an NBA pre or preview podcast, uh, including some predictions for the season some investment predictions who's going up uh each of us have picked out five players to talk about so i'm quite excited for that nates are trash like always um i'm sure sam's are pretty good and then yeah so I figure let's just get going with it right away uh we're gonna do our finals pick mvp pick rookie of the year most improved and most improved player sam how about you start us off give us some rundowns here finals
1: prediction
0: Bucks in
1: six over the Los Angeles Clippers. Giannis, finals MVP to go along with his hardware from the regular season, regular season MVP. Um, I do think the regular season is – I think he has a better chance than not at winning the regular season MVP. It's wishful thinking with the the finals. Rookie of the year, I mean, it's got to be Zion. I think there's probably three or four guys that – have a chance, but I don't really see anyone that has the the uh, the playing time and the hype around them that will match up with Zion. Most improved player? You know, you can't use a second-year player for most improved. They don't give them the second-year players, so you're thinking third-year and beyond, and I, I'm not really sure, but I would say looking at third-year guys... I'm going to give you a couple. Lonzo Ball, Bam Adebayo, and heck, DJ Wilson. People's MVP. Going with DJ. (coughs) But I think Lonzo Ball uh, getting out of LeBron's shadow, slotting into a a new team, an exciting team um, down in New Orleans. He has a good chance, and Bam is um, he's going to feast down in, in Miami. So either of those two guys seem to have a pretty good shot of becoming most improved in my mind.
0: Awesome. Nate, what do you got for us?
2: There you go. All right. My finals matchup. I want to go bucks. Do I go bucks? Because that's very similar to Sam. I think so. <laughs> I think I go bucks nuggets. Though so The nuggets might be just a tad bit too young, They might get into a couple of series in the playoffs where they're just too inexperienced. Tough to say. But I'll go with my heart and say Bucks Nuggets, because that'd be very fun. (coughs) Finals MVP. I'm gonna go Dante DiVincenzo. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh.
2: (laughs) Uh Ray Ray Ray. Big Rayo. Regular season, uh, Delaware's Michael Jordan or whatever. Uh regular season MVP. My heart wants to go with Giannis, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Carl Anthony Towns. Woo! It is. They're gonna make they're gonna make the playoffs.
1: They're gonna be like, wow, all they needed was Jimmy Butler gone. There's almost no way the Wolves make the playoffs, but if yeah. they do, I think Cat would have a pretty decent shot at winning MVP.
2: Yep. because he'd have some to huge carry that numbers. whole team on his back. And carry Andrew Wiggins twice as far. Because that dude is trash. <laughs> so uh, bad. And then um oh, was that it? No. Was that everything you guys improved? improved? Oh most improved. And rookie of the year. Oh and rookie of the year. Most improved. I'm gonna go with Hmm. I'm gonna go with Draymond Green. Yikes. Pretty bad last year. Has to step up. If he doesn't, they're in trouble. I'm going to go with Draymond. Not that he was bad to begin with.
0: I think that's tough to give him most improved. I feel like that's more like just playing better than he did last year. <laughs> well, it's that's nice. true. <laughs> All right. Let me let me change my let me change it.
1: No, that's your pick. It's it's in stone.
2: Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go out on a wing and say Julius Randle ends up playing point forward and gets most improved player.
0: Okay. Now that's feasible.
2: Yes. And then rookie of the year, beats out Colin Sexton for uh, for uh, point guard of the Celtics, or the Cavaliers does well, Darius Garland.
0: Nice. Good pick. Go Haven't really rookie. seen him play much, but he's talented, I hear. Okay, so I guess that leaves me for my picks. I originally had Bucks Clippers, but I don't want to copy Sam. So I'm going to go to Bucks Lakers, take the other team in L.A., um, I think LeBron and AD are going to be a nasty combo this year. They've got some interesting pieces around them. With I really like Kyle Kuzma, I think he can shoot really well, and then Danny Green, and they have a kind of a mosh pit of a bench and ragtag team around them, kind of like last year, but better, in my opinion. Kyle
1: Kuzma, future MVP. So
0: I really like Kuzma a lot. Um, and then for finals prediction, I'm going to go Bucks in seven. I think Bucks will have the best record again and have the home court for the championship game. And I'm going to have to go with Giannis for finals MVP, uh, unlike Nate who took Dante DiVincenzo. (laughs) And then uh, regular season MVP, I'm going to copy Sam on this one. Go Giannis. His numbers are going to be insane again, I feel. And then rookie of the year, I want to go Zion just because obviously he's amazing. His stats were unreal until he got a little bit of an injury in the preseason but I'm gonna go with Jaw Morant instead just in case Zion gets hurt again and doesn't get you know enough games to get the votership that he wants or needs to get rookie of the year I'm gonna go with Ja. he looked pretty sweet in the preseason and then most improved player I'm gonna go with Jonathan Isaac uh who put on some some muscle I heard this year I looked at his uh There's a post on his diet, and it was, like, over 5,000 calories a day. seemed like the Giannis diet back when Giannis was a skinny Malink. Uh, So looking to see uh, some huge defensive effort from Isaac, probably over a steal per game with a couple blocks per game, maybe 10 points per game with eight rebounds. Uh, I feel like that he could do well in Orlando. A team that I kind of forgot made the playoffs last year. I feel like that was kind of out of nowhere because they're really bad for a couple years. Um, So, yeah, Jonathan Isaac for most improved player. And does that make all three of us picking the Bucks to win? Well, it's yep. not
1: really a surprise, but
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, should
2: we should we take a moment? I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now that are saying,
1: "The Bucks? Look at what the Sixers did." Hey, look, I'm in Florida, national guy, choosing the Bucks. It's outside <laughs> perspective. That's true, <laughs> That's guy right here. Uh, but they'll probably be like L. Horford, Ben Simmons, and Bede? Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson? No way. I mean, I think I'm taking crazy pills or something. Losing J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler and replacing him with Al Horford and Josh Richardson, I – from a Bucks fan perspective, I don't love the idea of going against Al Horford and, and Joel Embiid every night for, you know, a seven-game series. But can you because, play them together? Well, I think they will play them together. And if they don't, it's – you have 30 minutes of Embiid, 30 minutes of, well, you know, you, you just split up the Al Horford, Joel yeah. Embiid minutes, and and at any point in the game, they're going to be dominating down low. At le, you know, at least the Bucks have picked up well, Robin Lowe Embiid Lopez would be dominating
2: offensively, probably, presumably. Uh, he got taken to task by Giannis last
1: year. True. The nice thing about Horford is he just does so many of the little things. fills in around the the perimeter of the team and yeah he's he's a brick wall so I mean I like the Al Horford pickup I do think they lost something Mm -hmm. and it's going to be tough to incorporate all these new pieces that don't necessarily fit very well in a team that already doesn't necessarily fit together very well Um, but it'll be interesting for sure
0: Sam, I got a question for you since uh, Nate and I, this is probably one of the few sports topics that Nate and I really disagree on. What are your thoughts on Ben Simmons?
1: Um, I mean, I like him. Sounds like he's I, agreeing with me, Aaron. I, I'm happier with him not on my favorite team. I don't think that I, – I mean, I really don't think that – Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are all that great together because if Ben Simmons is your, is your lead guy, Joel Embiid kind of by default turns into a, a just a stretch big. And, he and Joel Embiid should be, well. he should be a featured piece. And obviously he is. I think Ben Simmons, if he was out at a place where there was no other if star, he just, if he just slotted into
2: Giannis's spot,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah. If he was, if he was in a position like Milwaukee, where it was a lot of good, really, really good role players, three and D type guys around him, that'd be perfect. But uh, I think in, in Philadelphia, it's kind of an awkward fit and I'm not, sh- I mean, I guess that's what they're going to be rolling with <coughs> for a while, but I'm not sure that it'll ever take them over the top.
2: <laughs> um, I, do think,
1: I do think he'll fit better with Horford on the floor. Horford
2: can actually stretch the floor much better than, Embiid can. I know Embiid shoots threes, but he doesn't make them very well.
1: The nice thing about Horford is he's maybe the best pick-and-pop guy in the league. Yeah. So you're running a, a pick-and-roll with with Simmons and Horford should be pretty terrible to try and defend. Yeah. But
2: at that point, you don't have Embiid on the floor, who is by far your best player.
1: Right. So you're not going to have Embiid out there and Horford and Simmons. It just can't happen. And I'm not, I'm not of the opinion that some of these guys need to uh, – put on a three-point shot in order to become effective if you look at Giannis's three point or Giannis's field goal percentage of last year shot over just under 60 percent I think 59 percent on the season from uh, from anywhere but over 60 percent from two if if he was going to start shooting threes in order to to overcome we're we talking about or, Simmons no I'm thinking of Giannis I'm oh. just, and, and Simmons also kind of fits into this he would have had to shoot 40% from three to make his shots equivalent to the shots he was taking from two, you know, point per possession. He's already uh, over one, you know, well over one. So it, I don't know if Giannis really needs to start shooting threes. I don't know if Ben Simmons really needs to start shooting threes. He's still extremely effective, but from a team building standpoint, it would help, especially because the Sixers – Are not flush with three-point shooters.
2: The thing about Ben Simmons, I just read the other day, was that not only is he not a good three-point shooter, but 14 to 18 feet, he shot like 20 percent. 10 to 14 feet, he shot like 20
1: some percent. Well, he, I mean, most of his shots are within four feet, and they should. Like
2: just a terrible, just a terrible shooter. No matter how far away from the basket he gets, I mean, 10 feet and out, and he's barely making any of them. That's hard to that's hard to work with when you need Embiid. I
1: mean, Embiid, Embiid can stretch it a little bit, but you don't want him by the three point line. But you look you don't at, want him to turn into Brook Lopez. You look at what Zion's been doing this preseason. <clears throat> Essentially, all they've been doing with Zion is handing it off to him at the top of the key <laughs> and having him barrel through the middle. And he shot over ninety percent of his shots within four feet, and he made almost that same percentage of them. There's no reason you couldn't do the same thing with Ben Simmons. Just the Wrong. problem with the Sixers is. You have Joel Embiid that just becomes a bit around the three-point line. Yeah, and
2: uh, Zion's kind of a load to have to stop. He's second heaviest player in the NBA.
1: But Simmons is six foot ten, and I know, and but has... has. But it's not like he's Giannis. It's not like he's Zion. No, he's Ben Simmons. You're right. <laughs> no, I know,
2: Just size-wise, like he doesn't have the mass of Giannis, and he definitely doesn't have the mass of of Zion. Like Zion's a it's funny calling him a
1: bowling ball when he's 6'6", but a bowling ball compared to uh... – Short compared to you. Yeah, that's true. Nathan is 6'7", for you listeners out there. I would know <laughs> I'm his brother. I'm a couple inches taller, but I am 6'9". Yeah. So, you just which makes, which makes Aaron about like 7'4". Seven, 7'5". Seven, seven yeah. so. Just gave
0: us all an extra <laughs> foot there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, the fact that you guys just debated the Sixers for like five straight minutes just goes to show that they're probably one of the most interesting teams in the NBA this season to see how it works out. Yeah. Uh, especially because we haven't seen these players play together like with Horford there. But I think it'll be uh, interesting to watch. Hopefully fun to watch as a Bucs fan. Uh, hoping that they don't be like as good as some people are expecting them to be. I saw someone's prediction on Instagram today. They had the Sixers uh, as the one seed over the Bucks, And I sure hope that doesn't happen. I'll tell you what, well, I wouldn't want to be Brett Brown.
1: I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure the Sixers have the depth to be the one seed after the regular season. You know, the Bucks go and 13, 14 deep in NBA caliber rotation players. So you know, in the regular season, you get into the third quarter and your your starters are <laughs> only playing 32 minutes a night. You know, that's when the Bucks really make their hay. At least they did last year. Is in the third quarter, you can really get some distance. Uh, the Sixers don't necessarily have that same depth. So I wouldn't be totally surprised if the Bucks had three or four or five more wins than them in the regular Beible, season. Dude. But I think in the in the postseason, when you shorten your, shorten your bench, the Sixers are a little more top heavy and that kind of serves you well in the postseason. And historically, Budenholzer hasn't really liked shortening his bench. So you kind of get into a big question mark in the postseason. But I think regular season, I don't know how... I, I can't imagine, unless there's some injuries with the Bucks that the Sixers will have more wins.
2: Yeah, they lost a ton of their depth acquiring all these large contracts.
1: Yeah.
0: Very true. With that, let's move on to these players that we picked out. I'm thinking we each give one and we go in a rotation. To snake keep, draft? To keep it interesting. Sure. We can do a snake draft and we can start with Sam and then I'll go back to back uh, at three and four. So, Nate, you'll be two. Sam, start off with your – first player that you see increasing their, their stock this year in both cards and basketball terms.
1: Okay. My first player, John Collins forward slash maybe center with the Atlanta Hawks, Uh third year player, which, you know, really is kind of when guys start breaking out. Um, he did have a breakout last year. Um, but I really think he has some more, uh, some more room to grow and you think about his team and how it's changed it's gotten younger he all of a sudden is a third year player he's kind of one of the wily vets on the team last year he had a 23.7% or usage uh, rate they lost Kent Bazemore who had 22% Taeon or uh, Dorian Prince who who had 19.5% usage uh, Dwayne Dedmon who had 16.7% usage especially you're thinking about Prince and Dedmon those are bigs Uh, playing cycling through the forward slots and center so John Collins who kind of shares that same area now he's fighting with Alex Len and Cam Reddish I guess so you know John Collins he stands to probably work his way closer up to 30 percent you have Trey Young next to him who already last year as a rookie was maybe one of the best passers in the entire league uh, best facilitators so I think John Collins he's going to benefit from Trey Young's um, uh, experience and uh, he's he's probably going to start feasting you know I think if the Hawks if the Hawks kind of make a sneaky run at the eighth seed in the in the east you're also going to see some growth in the card potential from John Collins and, and some of the other guys around the roster too they're the they're a NBA league pass darling they figured they figured to be an NBA league pass darling this year so I think John Collins best or second best player with Trey Young on that team um, it's going to be good for him
0: and to give a little insight on his prices currently his PSA 10 silvers are going for $160 on auction earlier in the summer slash right at the beginning of the off season for the Hawks I think that these are around $100 so if you bought then, you can always cash in on some profit now. But if you're listening to Sam, uh, he thinks his usage is going to go up and he should go up in price, hopefully accordingly. Nate, you want to give your first player now?
2: Yeah, dog. Um, so my first player is going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Not exactly a uh, <clears throat> wild card here or anything. Just uh, he finally has ownership It's his team. GM, coach, all on the same page. No Andrew Wiggins uh, trying to get shots. No Jimmy Butler trying to get shots. I mean, Wiggins is still there, but you get my point. It's Carl Towns' show. He's going to get the ball, and he's going to – the team is going to run through him, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I would normally, like, go back and – I mean, last year he had a 26 PER. He had 24 points a game, uh, 12 and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, a steal and a block, uh, shot 52% from the field, uh, shot 83% from free throw. Like, everything's nice, but now it's just going to be everything going through him. I think you see a bump in a number of things. Maybe not rebounds. Bump Bumping rebounds is probably – unlikely given that he's already at 12 but uh bumping assists i would imagine um jeff teague is what like their only real point guard there do they re-sign tyus they do. No tyus jones
1: with the,
0: Went to the grizzlies.
2: grizzlies with the grizzlies so <clears throat> you know a lot of playmaking is gonna have to go through him i think wiggins is finally gonna be taking a back seat um i'm just i'm i'm excited to see what he can do uh
1: Officially being the main guy there. Plus, I don't know when. Uh, I can't remember when Jimmy Butler was traded. But you look, at the first half of the year, twenty four percent usage in October, twenty six in November, twenty seven in December, twenty nine in January, thirty, thirty three and a half, and then thirty one in February, March, April. Uh, somewhere around there, Jimmy Butler was traded. I'm guessing mark I can't. I can't remember when the NBA trade deadline is offhand, but uh, he did see a bump. So uh, if that assuming that bump continues, which probably will, he's, uh, he figures to have a little more value this year, which and he's incredibly valuable already. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's probably going to see a bump. Yep. And then if everyone plays their positions
2: correctly, you know, doesn't try to – if Wiggins <coughs> is just a highly paid, you know, shooter instead of trying to make things happen or not make things happen, if everyone knows their roles, maybe they sneak into the eighth seed.
1: Wouldn't count on that from Wiggins, but I wouldn't either. <laughs> hey, they got some good players around. Josh Kogi, good player.
2: Yeah, very, um,
1: uh, very uh, a uh, spark plug.
0: Yeah.
1: And
0: Jared, Jared Culver, new draft pick. Yeah. Hey, Jared Culver. Yeah.
1: Josh, uh, Jeff T. Uh, uh, not Robert, super exciting, but Robert Covington. Yep. He's if good. They... I think the one thing Carl Robert Towns does, is really good. If, yeah. Carl, if the if T the Wolves could sneak in as the eighth seed, Carl Towns is probably going to have the hype to maybe be an MVP. He, if he was on a better team, he would be a top three MVP candidate. Yeah.
2: yeah, you look at the talent around him, and if they do make it in a deep West, that's not the type of talent that can win on its own. No, it needs Carl Anthony Towns to carry them and carry them all year. So if he does that, you're looking at a good pick. And if it, and even if he doesn't win MVP, if he's carried him that entire time, you're going up from <coughs> excuse me from PSA ten silvers for three fifty on October fourteenth. You know what is that a five hundred dollar card?
0: Criminally low six hundred dollar card. Yeah, and let's remember that the PSA or the silvers in two thousand fifteen are extremely scarce compared to now. Uh, now yeah. you're looking at like a three thousand plus production for Prism silvers back. In 2015, they had to have been around 700, something like that. So probably like a third of the production, or less, actually a quarter, um, compared to today, which will be huge for his prices, especially if people are starting to look at cat as a longer term hold, um, in case the Timberwolves get better as time goes or, on, because people will selling them.
2: They decide to hold on to Andrew Wiggins instead of trade him for Chris Paul, and. uh They trade him, uh, trade cat away because he's like, I'm sick of this guy and his money taking up valuable space on my roster, get me into a better situation.
0: True. And as we can see with Anthony Davis, when uh Uber talent and stat stuffer goes from a Pelicans team to a Lakers team, prices went up from ninety dollars to now 320 for a base prism to be a ten. Granted, so 2012 card. So first year prism, a little bit different production and implications with demand. However, still, that's like a, what, three and a half times increase or something, three and a quarter, uh, which is crazy. So good pick there, Nate. I definitely agree with that one, and I think we're going to see some big steps forward from Cap this year. For my first player in this increase, I'm going to go with Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, Did not play last year at all due to a torn ACL at the end of the 2018 season when he was with the Knicks. Got traded to the Mavericks. Now he's paired up with Luka who, as we know, had an amazing rookie season, one of the best of all time, won Rookie of the Year. Uh, not to discredit Trey Young, I love Trey Young a lot too. Back in 2017-18 season with the Knicks, he shot 44% from the field, for, uh, around 40% from three, and remember, this guy is 7'3", super lanky. Uh, honestly, don't really understand how a 7'3", lanky guy shoots 40% from three while attempting almost five a game, but he did average around 23 points per game with 2.4 blocks, so obviously he contributes down low, which helps a lot with all-around value. And free throw percentage is around 80%, which is great as well. And this year in the preseason, I got a small look at him and Luka. I saw a couple highlights of them doing some pick and pop and such, which should be a nasty combo this year. He did not shoot well percentage-wise this season or this preseason, just right around 40% from two or all-around, and then 28% from three. Hoping to see those numbers uptick in the regular season, probably just trying to shake off a little bit of rust. I'm not seeing a year of game time. He did shoot seven threes a game though in four games uh, in the preseason. So if he can you know get that percentage back up to 40%, we're going to see a lot of points added there. And I really think that him and Luca are going to be one of the nastiest duos in the NBA. Both international guys. Um, I think that the Mavericks aren't going to be a playoff team this year. Obviously, that West is loaded. I think that they'd probably for sure sneak in in the East. Um, but I think that $65 for a prison-based PSA 10 of Kristaps' 2015 card, uh, lower production, you're not going to you know, see 4,000 PSA 10 Kristaps for Zingas like you are with Luca, uh, which is why I'm not going with Luca. also because he's $75 for a card where there's like a ton of them. So I think that Przingas 7-3 shooter, he has to start scoring on the inside a little bit more to get that uh, field goal percentage up, but I think he will. I think he's going to be great as the season progresses. You might even be able to get them for a little bit cheaper if he doesn't get the rust off right away uh, to start the regular season. So there's my pick for uh, my first player. Do you guys agree with me?
1: Yeah, Chris Epps should be good. I, I, I worry that Rick Carlisle has this love affair with, uh, with Dwight and Powell. Oh. And, yeah, he's been playing him a lot in the preseason. You know, I, I Chris Epps <coughs> should be playing five at least at least some of the time I guess he probably will some of the time but they have Boban now they have Dwight Powell you know I think those guys are going to be getting a lot of run at center it would be nice if if Chris Stapps would play as much five as we could and we could get Maxie Cleaver in at the four and you know that would help free things up inside a little bit for Chris Stapps and you could still run a, a you know above the break pick, pick and pop between Luca and and Chris Stapps and yeah, I think I mean he's gonna he's gonna come around. Uh Luca's gonna soak up a ton of the usage and, and things are gonna really go through him. Um but hopefully that frees things up for Chris Epps and uh he should be he should be able to return to form, I would imagine. But even if he soaks up a ton of the usage, there's still gonna be probably a healthy twenty
2: percent there for Chris one would imagine. Right. Um, you're not gonna nope. soak up I mean, obviously all the other players are gonna get some usage, but you figure there should be some healthy percent. I do worry that a lot of the plays I watch where Chris Dobbs was doing really well, he was essentially like a glorified shooting guard, running off plays and shooting threes. Those Mm -hmm. were the highlights I saw. I didn't really see anything defensively or uh, down near the hoop. I worry that he might just
0: end up being a gadget type player. Correct. His blocks per game was only a half. 0.5 0.5 in the preseason which other preseasons he's putting up two to 2.5 uh, obviously in the regular season he's around two steals nothing really there so he really needs to utilize his tools uh, to be valuable so more so me looking at a card that used to be worth more uh, injury happened and in play for a full season dropped hoping we can see a bounce back he's very talented obviously this needs to be used right and he needs to do himself too, uh to make that happen
1: I think, you know, value-wise, is going to be kind of the tide that raises all the boats around him. And, you know, I think Chris Stapps is just... – there's going to be a lot of hype around Luca, and Chris Stapps is going to benefit from that too. So sometimes in cards, if you have a lot of hype around one guy, people just
0: want
2: to invest in that one It day. could
0: be. True. But
2: but that's neither here nor there.
0: Should we move on? Yes. So, Sam, number two. two. Sam?
2: So we should probably hurry this up unless we want
1: this to last so. <laughs> All right. Five hours. Well, should we just go through the rest of our picks? Stop doing a snake draft.
0: Yep. Let's do that. Yep.
1: All right. Uh, my next pick sticking with the Hawks. I had John Collins last going with DeAndre Hunter, uh, for my second pick rookie, um, you know, with the, with the Hawks, you know, excitement around the Hawks team and how many good young players and how many people are just going to be having their eyes glued on the Hawks every night. They could have the the narrative as a young, exciting team that potentially could sneak into the back end of the playoffs. I think if all everything clicks right, DeAndre Hunter is one of the maybe fringe candidates for Rookie of the Year. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possibility. Um, He's he's known for his defense. He's going to be the perfect complement around uh, Trey Young. Um, He also he's been a pretty good three point shooter in the preseason. Shot forty percent so far this preseason, which obviously on I don't know, maybe probably under twenty attempts. But in college, he also shot forty-three percent from three. So uh, you have a you have a good role player around those guys. He's going to be the third best player on the Hawks team. So if the Hawks sneak in, if DeAndre Hunter's right there, and if he's in the eyes of the league every night, I think he's going to you know get some hype for the for the postseason awards and accolades. We, uh, probably all rookie team at least. Are
2: we saying Trey Young, John Collins, one or two?
1: <coughs> yeah.
0: That's what I'd say not, for sure. Kevin Herter,
1: wow. Well, Kevin Herter's injured. He's had a bad back problem for a while, so uh, I love Kevin Herter, but I think he's maybe kind of getting passed in the pecking order just because he's not healthy right now. I suppose. Gotcha. Third pick. Yeah, yeah. Go three. Tyler Tyler Hero representing the four one four.
0: Representing.
1: Um, kentucky university and we've we've seen what he's done in the preseason so far just you know an exciting player all around ball of energy type of guy um he's playing in miami so there's always a ton of eyes watching miami games especially now that they actually have some star power with jimmy butler jimmy butler loves tyler hero you know they both they're both from well at least jimmy butler played in milwaukee area too um miami figures to be a Playoff team, or maybe, one again, one of those fringe playoff teams. Um, so I think Tyler Hero, as an exciting rookie on a fringe playoff team, uh, could be good things for him. Yeah, He's kind of got some, you know, tailor-made nicknames, Hero Ball, or, you know, I don't even know what else you could come up with. But uh, <laughs> I I just think a lot of the things surrounding him, he's going to be good on the court, but I think a lot of the other things, he has a lot of other things going in his favor, favor, too. Uh, that could build up some of the hype around him. Also can't can't hurt being in Miami. No, exactly.
0: Also, a big factor is uh, being a Kentucky basketball player, because I know there's a lot of guys out there that buy cards based off of uh, Kentucky basketball players, which will help a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, it does help when, you're, when your college pays all their athletes to come
1: <laughs> play for them. You know, I loved it the other night when he got right in Michael Card williams face and if you're a rookie and you're getting in front of a vet and kind of putting him in his place, it's, it's nice to see. I mean, maybe in some cases not I would be annoyed by it, but yeah, he's not lacking. Yeah, he's he's a very confident player, and I, he's an uber athlete. He's he he he's one of the safe uh, rookie picks out there, in my opinion. Also,
2: after watching Michael Carter Williams play
1: on the Bucks, I'm okay <laughs> with anybody getting yeah, in his I, face. Yeah, I think Tyler Will- <laughs> Tyler Hero was probably a Bucks fan at the time and was so annoyed with. Uh, that whole trade and everything else. And so he thought he'd take it out on them there and Hey, look good to me. Look good to me. That's All funny. right, Number four, four. I'm kind of going in the same vein as uh, Nathan's cat pick Jokic. Uh, you know, I know some of these centers are kind of undervalued and, and maybe that'll continue, but you know, Jokic, he's going to be the best player on the winningest team in the West. and, that has a lot to say for it. He's okay if the if the Nuggets get sixty two wins this year, and he's the best player, uh, he should be top top two or three MVP consideration. It's you figure it's going to be Harden, Giannis, uh, Jokic, and and maybe Curry. Oh, maybe AD, I guess. So he's getting the conversation. It just it just seems like his cards are undervalued right now. And if if they become the the most well, they were the they had the most wins in the west last year right yep <laughs> so two years in a row it's not a fluke and they're, they're extremely deep they have the bucks have like 13 rotation players the the nuggets have like 17 rotation players they're gonna have to cut some rotation players and we have we have will barton who's probably not even gonna see action every night so uh it's a deep team they're gonna make it they're gonna be the number one seed everything's gonna flow through denver and i think Jokic is gonna be uh benefiting from all the excitement around a really yeah. good team
2: an insanely deep team with really good quality up front like you can be deep and
1: your quality is lacking but yeah Jokic yeah. and murray are it's a good good small big combo is yeah. almost as good as they come in the league all right my last pick mitchell robinson uh there's been a lot of hype around him this offseason, uh even last season i do have some concerns my number one concern well Two concerns with Mitchell Robinson is number one, does David Fisdale realize what he has? I'm not sure that's a safe bet. I don't really think David Fisdale is a very good coach. I, I, I think, I, I think David Fisdale's popularity as a coach, he benefited from being an assistant in Miami when Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and LeBron James were there. And so he, he was a player's coach there, you know, on the bench. And so you have LeBron repping for you, you kind of up your value, your street cred as a coach. I don't think he's shown us almost anything in New York that he's a good coach. And even going back to, to Memphis, the best thing that he did there was just create a soundbite, take that for data. He <laughs> didn't really do a whole ton else. I mean, he kind of revolutionized that offense a little bit, but you know, yeah. he, I don't think, I'm not sure David Fisdale <clears throat> is going to play him 32, 33 minutes a night that he should be. Plus they have, <laughs> four or five or six guys on that team whose best position's probably center not that they're great players but you go out and you sign Bobby Portis and Julius Randle and some of these other guys they I... should be centers but but Mitchell Robinson should be playing 33 minutes a night and if he does he's going to be averaging three and a half blocks a game maybe so so the one factor is is David Fisdale actually going to play him or is if Fisdale jerks around the lineup again where it's Mitchell Robinson plays 30 minutes one night and the next night he plays him 11 minutes, you know, say goodbye to his, his value or his you know his value as a fantasy player, a card value, or, or all-NBA player. Forget about that. But uh, the other question is, is Robinson going to realize he can't foul 18 times in a game? That's true because he was averaging – I don't know the numbers, but he was averaging almost five fouls in, in 11 minutes a night last year. So, Oh,
0: my gosh. Was,
1: Ridonculous. But uh, you know, big if if Fizdale actually goes with with probably his best player and and if Mitchell Robinson can kind of tone it down and keep up the blocks, uh huge market, if he could be the face of a New York team, I mean that is a lot going for him.
0: Also I do think Go ahead, Nate.
1: I I, I do
2: think that you say, uh, well David Fizzdale, you know, uh know what he's doing and realize what he has. I think the problem with David Fisdale is he really realized what he has, a million power forwards and centers, and we just want to use them.
1: Yeah, Fiz, Fizdale, <coughs> dude's dog balls as a head coach, and he's going <laughs> to play his vets. I mean, they're they they've just loaded with vets now. Kevin – okay, I don't think Kevin – Knox Morris has think, to play. I don't think Kevin Knox is, should play hardly at all. But, uh, you know, he is your young three, and – and you just drafted him in the first round last year and you were at the helm of the team when you drafted him, you should probably play him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got only 12 minutes a night and it, and RJ, I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to play RJ Barrett because you really can't go another year of not playing your, your first round pick, especially when it's hyped as RJ. But yeah, I don't know what Fizdale is doing. I, he, he's one of those coaches that will almost always coach for his job and, you know, screw rookies and uh, it'll it'll just be playing playing uh Julius Randle thirty four minutes and and if Mitch Robinson kinda gets edged out because of that, so be it. Uh uh
2: Kevin Knox of a negative one point three win shares and negative two
1: point two value of oh, replacement player he was terrible trash. He was terrible. But the Knicks aren't in a position to be winning. They signed Yeah, so they should sign half their team to one year contracts with a team option is there's well, no reason for them to even well, play. Well, maybe these guys. they should
2: play your Markeith Morris's, <coughs> your Bobby Portis's, your Julius Randle's, and then trade them.
1: And if that's the case, then Mitch Robinson and, I mean, some of these guys, their value, their card value, plummets because they're not seeing any minutes in the first half of the season. Yeah, but then you can buy them
2: now. Well, it'd be a good first buy-up, half, and then man, sure, once these guys, once these one-year vets get traded, play. I mean. Who's not going to come knocking when uh, somebody needs somebody's power forward is out and needs a little bit of threes and some toughness? Markeith Morris is free to have.
1: Well, maybe as a Kansas fan you think that, but I think the rest of the NBA is thinking, "I'll pass." All
0: right, I'm going to give a little bit of a recap on these prices here, so you guys can understand what you might be getting yourself into with some of Sam's picks. So DeAndre Hunter, we already covered John Collins's prices, but DeAndre Hunter so far. He has his 2019 PRISM draft picks released, which is in the college uniforms. I would not recommend buying these right now as they are probably only going to drop in value even with them playing well. However, if he has a good first month of the season, you might be able to make some money, but I wouldn't bang on that. Um, I would wait until you can get your PRISM MBA or your Optic. Those should be out around November and December, respectively. But for DeAndre Hunter right now, his PRISM draft pick silver is $11. Tyler Hero is in the same situation. His is 25 And then moving on to Nikola Jokic, he's in the cat situation and Kristaps in 2015 Prism. His silver, which is rare, is $400 for a 9.5 uh, BGS um, card. And like Sam said, undervalued compared to other guys uh, in that realm, like Devin Booker is for sure over $400. I get he's a guard and he's young and he shoots a lot, but Jokic is probably – I mean – obviously a top 10 player and Devin Booker is not so and also uh, Jokic is on a very very good team and Devin Booker is not so there's that and then Mitchell Robinson is $85 for a silver PSA 10 right now which I can't really tell if that's high or not um, because of how much other prices are like Jaron Jackson is $150. Um, I feel like Robinson probably has an opportunity if those things fall into place to put up better numbers this year but Jaron Jackson I'd say for the long haul um, I don't know, that's a different debate we can have later. And that's where the prices are at for Sam's guys. Now let's move on to Nate's and keep this thing rolling. So Nate, just go in and go for it.
2: All right, so my first choice is Bam at a Uh Put up decent numbers last year um, as a part-time center, 23 minutes a game last year, but played all 82 games, only started 28. And he had nine points a game, seven rebounds, two assists, and almost a steal and a block a game. You up his minutes by 10, or if I want to get his per 36, not that he's going to play 36 minutes, but he had 13.7 points, 11.2 rebounds, three and a half assists, 1.3 steals, 1.2 blocks.
1: <coughs> yeah. Kelly Olenek isn't going to factor into Bam's minutes anymore. So yeah. I think. And Hassan Whiteside pretty- is completely it's gone. gone out of the picture.
2: Um, so I'm uh, just from a, he's going to be, he's 22 now. Yeah. Uh, been 22 for three months it's just it's i know he's a center like we talk about but he's got upside and he's got nobody taking his minutes from
0: he's also got crazy athleticism some of those alley-oops from last year were so awesome i hope to see more of those this year yeah
2: and uh i know center per is uh i don't even know what an average center per is because they're always usually the per is yeah, it skews towards bigs, so yeah, it's kind of inflated, but pretty stinking high. But it was seventeen point nine last year, which I'm sure a lot of centers are around. But for a part time twenty one year old, uh, <coughs> expect a I I, I expect a, a boost in his third year. Um, as for oh, as for prices, <coughs> right now we're looking at um, not seeing any PSA tens. Here's a PSA ten on buy it now on October 11th for seventy nine dollars.
0: What for a silver?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> I thought you were saying base.
2: Like what? Oh that no 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 no. <laughs> Eighty bucks. Eighty bucks for silver for BAM um, PSA ten. So you know he has a, he has a good year as the starting center for a, a, probably a sneaky good team. Um, though Deion Waiters has been suspended for a game.
1: Good. Uh, they should be off the team.
2: Yeah. But uh uh you got Jimmy, you got Goron, you got Tyler, you got Bam now. That should be sneaky enough to make a playoff spot in the East. I think. Anyways. There's a few teams in that range, but yeah. It could be. Um all right, so that's Bam. Just like the like the upside. Uh moving on, Miles Bridges. <coughs> the, I don't really like Miles Bridges. Just gonna throw that out there. Um <laughs> Good you're recommending him then, huh? I think he's not overly athletic of a of a forward. Uh doesn't have doesn't I don't believe has a ton of upside. What I do think he has is a lot of opportunity. Ton of opportunity. That Charlotte team is trash. And unless they decide they want to play a bunch of their Nick Batum, Bismack Biambo, and Cody Zeller and uh Mike Gilchrist vets that are highly Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams that are highly paid. They're going to play Miles Bridges a lot unless they're stupid and he's going to get every opportunity to prove
1: that he's a solid NBA basketball player. The only problem is not even the people in Charlotte are going to be watching those games. So even if Miles Bridges was averaging 19 points a game in <coughs> 34 minutes, we would probably only find out <coughs> about it once Sports Illustrated. Yeah, came but out. you have,
2: <coughs> excuse me, you have Michigan state fans and stuff that will be interested. True. Um, College basketball fans. Uh, people stay up on this stuff. um But yeah, I don't really like Miles Bridges. There's just not much else. There's PJ Washington, who's doing decently in uh, uh, preseason. Terry Rozier, my guy, I would be remiss if I didn't bring him up. Terry Rozier?
0: <laughs>
2: Devontae Graham. Uh, I don't think Terry Rozier is that good. I don't think Devontae Graham's that good. But I wouldn't be shocked if somehow Devonte Graham became a starting point guard for some reason injury or
1: Terry Rozier just being terrible um, but How would not, you feel if Terry Rozier shoots 38 percent from the floor this year <coughs> and for the worst team in the league and uh, Devonte Graham still only sees eight minutes a night minute?
2: well, I would coach it up I would chalk it up to coaching <laughs> and also chalk it up to Devonte Graham was pretty bad last year it was not efficient at all he shot like twenty nine percent from three so I mean, even if Devontae Graham gets an opportunity, there's no saying that he's efficient at all. Um, I do think he's a pretty good passer. Uh, But he's only 6'2", but the league is running smaller. Um, So I don't know. I don't know how I feel. But Miles Bridges, on the other hand, I don't love him. I don't think he's overly spectacular in any facet of his game at all, but he can shoot uh, – or did shoot threes a little bit in college but only shot 32% last year. <coughs> I think he'll probably be a more of a jack of all trades than good at any one thing. <coughs> but he'll get opportunity and that's the only reason I like him. Opportunity if he takes a hold of it, you know, you might see prism base PSA or prism silver PSA 10 for 55 bucks. Uh you know, maybe he goes off and that goes up to 70 75 gets hot for like a two week stretch at the beginning of the year
0: i don't case love it in, case in point Nate just spent way too long time on a guy he really doesn't like that much
2: true i don't i just like the opportunity that he might have that's all i'm trying to get at opportunity it's a gamble
1: but fair sometimes that's all it takes he certainly has the opportunity i think he's probably a sixth man on a playoff team or seventh man but he, has, he can he can get good stats bad team. Yep,
2: Kevin Love it. Uh, my next one is also a uh, reclamation slash uh, opportunity driven pick, and that's Markel Fultz. Nice. <clears throat> um, obviously, much has been made about his shooting. I won't even go into the previous year's numbers because it's just it's terrible. It's some of the worst shooting I've ever seen. Can't make free throws. Can't make three pointers but he apparently has been shooting the ball better in spring in spring training in preseason. Um, Who else do the magic have at guard? Uh, DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine. Okay. And uh, (coughs) um, after having traded for him, I think they're going to afford him every possibility to be their guard of the future.
1: And from a mental standpoint, I mean, I think we could, I mean, I hope, uh, hope he's not listening right now. I mean, maybe he is, but, uh, I think it was kind of a mental thing that was kind of his problem. And, uh, you know, big first overall pick, you know, we've, we've run, we've heard, we've heard player interviews in various sports in the past where, you know, there's a ton of pressure where all of a sudden you're the first pick and you have an entire city and you have all this money. And now you have to prove every single night that you're the guy. And some guys, that's not really them, but Hey, I live in central Florida. I'm an hour (laughs) South of Orlando. And I, I know one magic fan. So, uh, no pressure. You know, no pressure at all. And I, I think he should get, you know, 30 minutes a night to try and work it out because what are they going to lose? I, I do think they could make the playoffs too. So they do have something to play for. But, they have <coughs> but a- it's not a Sixers
2: playoff team. Like the Sixers had championship right. Right. mentality, which he walked into. Now they have seventh, eighth seed type right. expectations.
1: And if he's not – if they're not just trying to thrust him into a role that he can't play, if, he, if he's – if he can, you know, just focus on the things that he does well, which there are a lot of things still. It's just we've spent so much time worrying about his free throw and three-point shooting. Uh, I think he has the opportunity to be pretty good. I don't think he's ever going to be first overall pick good. Um, but, you know, good good rotation player on a also back-end playoff team. Also, we should, we should
2: remind you now, this comes with a bit of a caveat, because they always say in college – your three-point shooting might be good, but if your three free-throw shooting is bad, you're probably a bad three-point shooter at the next level. I've heard that multiple times, and two, it has rung true like almost every single player I've ever witnessed shoot a real, have a really good year. If his free-throws are bad, he ends up being a bad shooter in the NBA. Markel Foltz's free-throw percentage was 65% in college, which yeah. is bad. Yeah. <clears throat> but he shot 41% from three on five attempts a game that's a lot of attempts you don't really luck your way into 41 percent on that many attempts now the nba line is farther back and the whole free throw thing but do we think a guy that shot 41 percent from three on five attempts a game in college is suddenly a like 20
1: percent three-point shooter but it was pack 12 after dark so who even knows maybe they weren't even playing the games or they're just filling out the sheets. <laughs> that's him. true nobody watches those games
2: nobody at all um but you know L. fault's upside How much upside he has on the card market is yet to be seen. We've got a a BGS 9.5 here, silver, for $60. (coughs) We have – somebody bought one, a, a silver prism PSA 10 for $119. Now, there's a picture of two, but they're stacked on top, and it doesn't say two in the description. Like, that's outrageous. Oh, here's another one. Buy it now, $119, $120. Like these prices are outrageous. These are long term
1: plays. Like I would
2: not spend that money. But maybe you get a maybe you go lower level and get a non graded and grade it yourself and hope he pans out.
1: I will tell you that the Magic fan I know and and kind of some of the media were extremely excited when they landed Markel Fultz last year, so I wouldn't be surprised if those one hundred nineteen dollar cards were being shipped to Central Florida. That's true. Also, as somebody
2: that has a Very uh, knowledgeable – has a ton of knowledge about the Orlando Magic because one time I ended up by accident in uh, the Amway Center uh, lower corridor and I walked out into the tunnel and saw the court on accident. Careful, they might arrest you. Because the guy let me out on the wrong floor and walked past a bunch of reporters. (laughs) Um, I can tell you that as somebody that knows a ton about the Orlando Magic because of that instance, Mark L. Foltz is their guy. (laughs) yeah insider knowledge right there insider knowledge it was the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened to me i will tell you that much uh and then my fifth and final pick is deandre ayton um who obviously was another number one overall pick from last year uh (coughs) had a really good year we want to talk about per. i was talking about bam at a bios PER. he had a 20.5 per in his rookie year but he had sixteen rebounds, or ten rebounds, sixteen points, almost a steal and a block per game. If you up that uh, per 36, we're looking at 19, 12, two assists, one steal, one block. Um had a good year. I really do think that the addition of Ricky Rubio will be a really big boost for him.
1: Oh
2: yeah. Um, like he doesn't need to rely on Devin Booker, who's looking for his own shot all the time to be getting him the ball. Now Ricky Ricky's in there uh facilitating i think it should be a huge boost <clears throat> not that i'm a big fan of ricky rubio by any sense but he has really good passing <clears throat> good defender and i think that should be a big boost to your Aitans and your bookers so i'm looking for a nice software year from deandre aiton uh nothing like <clears throat> extraordinary from him just i think you know 20 points 10 11 rebounds maybe two three assists a steal and maybe maybe up those blocks a little bit maybe play a little bit better defense uh see what happens
1: plus uh you know some of the guys that are gone now you know you don't have don't have tyson chandler there anymore uh jamal crawford wasn't playing much but uh they're gone tj warren trevor is up in indiana now so yeah trevor Ariza too so some of the guys that were kind of veterans soaking up some of the minutes they're gone plus dragon bender he doesn't have a dragon breathing fire over his shoulder all times so yeah. Uh, uh yeah i think he's gonna get you know bump up his minutes a little bit and he's bump a year better and yeah he should if he's not a 20 point scorer this year i'd be surprised
2: so there you have it that's my top five aaron oh Can wait wait i should talk yeah. about price yeah, <clears throat> my bad everyone um <clears throat> So October 18th, his last PSA 10 on bid sold for $95, a silver prism PSA 10 sold for $95. Same day, $94, $98. Every one of those is $4 shipping uh, added in, $97. We had one for $107 the day before that, 110 Maybe he had a rough, uh, might have had a rough preseason game there or something.
0: They've fluctuated between 100 and 110 for the past like couple of weeks. I've been tracking them.
2: Okay, so you know 100 bucks former number one with Ricky Rubio there now. I like that. I
0: don't know how many I want to buy, but I might buy one. And roll the dice. Yeah, I think he's pretty undervalued and a little bit of like a mini Shack. I think he's going to be pretty dominant throughout his career. Uh, which honestly, this is going back a couple of years, but in that uh, in that Arizona college game in the f- In the March Madness tournament, I couldn't find my words there. He was awful against Buffalo. He was so bad, and I'm just happy that I guess he's playing well in the NBA because it's never fun to watch a guy be super hyped and then just be nothing. So good for DeAndre Aydin to be doing something in the NBA. And I'm going to roll now with my top five, well, slash top four, since I already said Chris Stops. Um, I have a super safe pick here, basically the safest you can make, I think, with Giannis. Um, I don't really love picking a guy that's $550 for a base rookie PSA 10, but I do think he's going to get a back-to-back MVP. I do think of the Bucks are going to make the finals, and I think they have a legit shot to possibly win it. And if that happens with the amount of hype and money that's flowing through the hobby and the investment game, I cannot see any way that his cards go down if those things happen. And if my predictions that I think will happen come true, I really think we could see that prison PSA 10 hit a $1,000 because last year when they fell short of the finals, they were up to 750, almost 800. So I think that back-to-back <laughs> MVPs with ho- a very hopeful finals appearance, I'm not sure if they're going to win. You know, that's a little bit – that just gets really reliant on who's healthy and how the series is going at that point. Gets really reliant on Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, who was trashed in the playoffs last year. Um, 550, while it's a lot to invest – I think you could probably turn that into 800-plus if uh, if all goes well this year. I mean, his preseason stats were ridiculous. He absolutely dominated every single team that he played this year. I know he's averaging like 28 and 13 or something in the preseason uh, offhand. I have it here. It's 27 and uh, 12. With a- oh, you're trash, dude. <laughs> Off by one an on age. That's embarrassing. <laughs> with a block and a steal per game and shooting 61% from the floor and even shooting 37% from three. Sorry, 36% from three, shooting three and uh, two thirds threes a game. So, you know, he starts to shoot a little bit, starts keeps on dominating inside, and big money is going to be throwing through Giannis once again. Even looking at for a long term hold, uh, you can't really go wrong there if he is going to project out as, or even not project out as, keep on this trajectory. Uh, it should be a $1,000 card pretty soon. I don't feel like I need to spend a lot of time on him just because it's self explanatory. Victor Oladipo. Yep is my next pick. This is another similar pick to Chris Just thinking uh, prices went down. He was the most improved player, I want to say, two years ago. Uh, You guys can correct me if I'm wrong there. He uh, was really, really good for a Pacers team that took LeBron and the Cavs to game seven that year. Um, I really was hoping that they are going to win that game. But I think coming back from injury, they added a lot of pieces with Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. and They have Sabonis and they have Miles Turner. Pretty quality all-around team. I really think that they're going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, they made it last year, right? They came on, they got like the four seed last year, right? Without him? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Sure. So so they were really good last year without Oladipo after he got hurt. <laughs> I think he's very electric. I really hope that the injury uh, doesn't send him back in terms of his explosiveness. I mean, Paul George went through some nasty injuries and he's still really good. So hoping similar thing there. And it's a 2013 PRISM card, which adds a ton of value in terms of production and scarcity. And a silver P, uh, BGS 9.5, the last one sold for $130. So you're looking at a card of Giannis that's worth $4,000. Of course, you know, they're not even in the same realm, but at least it's a card that has potential with the 2013 set, uh, low production. The silvers in 2013 look great. Uh, they're probably some of the shiniest that there's ever been. And I think that you could, you know, see the Pacers grabbing a four seed, five seed again with Oladipo and those nice pieces there and uh, him leading the way. And you see that card go up to two. Wait, who's
2: in your third seed?
0: And the uh, it's I think it's either going to be the Celtics or the Pacers or possibly the, not the Nets because without KD, that's not happening. I suppose that's going to be either Pacers or Celtics three four. Is that what you guys have? Uh
1: yeah, I think probably Pacers are three in my mind. But yeah yeah, I just I
2: just don't like.
1: Raptors are somewhere in that equation.
2: I, I like the Celtics, but like, I have to see how Kemba and Gordon, if Gordon Hayward comes back, health or you know healthier this year, and if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are actually good, or if they're just what they were last year, and it didn't matter about Kyrie, and if Kemba can fit on that team. True. Yeah, so. and
1: we already we already talked about going from J.J. Redick and and uh, J- Jimmy Butler to Al Horford and Josh Richardson. Richardson. Now we're – with the Celtics, we're saying Kyrie and Al Horford to Kemba and
2: – Enos Cancer or
0: something.
1: Enos Cancer, yeah. <laughs> so, it's like,
0: yikes. True. Um, here's the I thing. It's going be better. I suppose safe pick go Pacers, possibly if the team gels really well. Celtics hit three, but I definitely – well, here's the thing. Raptors losing Kawhi, kind of forgot that they dropped a little further then too. So. Yeah.
2: And, and the big thing – the big thing for – Um, the Celtics is how are they going to who are they going to put Kemba on to stop like they have nobody to stop Giannis now they have nobody to stop Embiid Uh, and if they put you know Tatum and Brown Brown, well they got Marcus Smart I guess Um, but then Kemba can't play unless they play really really small to stop, like, all those wings the Pacers have.
1: Yeah, Cantor and, and Kemba are not good defenders. They lost their best defender, so it's going to be kind of rough.
0: True. But, well, yeah. here's the thing. Maybe there's higher potential than $200 for Oladipo if he comes back healthy. And also, a uh, thing to note here is he's not going to be playing until around November, so he will not be starting the season uh, playing. Uh, so but, you can
2: buy now.
0: Right, so now this will give you a nice little cushion to buy instead of having to buy today because uh, the season starts tomorrow. So and You can Ola, kind of
2: see how Brogdon does as a point guard, fast. and then just imagine Oladipo inserting himself in at that shooting guard role. Might yep. work,
0: Yeah not. I think the Pacers are going to be a very fun team to watch uh, for sure this year.
1: Moving on. The
0: Moving on to number four, I have Bagley, who also, I mean, this isn't necessarily in any order, but I really think that Bagley is going to be a stats stuffer this year. He had a really, really good preseason. He actually did a really good last year. If you look at what he did in 25 minutes game, 15 points per game, around a block per game, had seven and a half rebounds per game. He actually shot a three and a half last year for 31%. And I think that he upped his percentage in the preseason so far yeah up to 33 percent. so not much but not super you know huge deep threat but I do think he does a lot of things well inside and he runs a break really well uh, really polished score I think that that team is going to be a huge league pass team if we're talking about league pass teams the Kings with De'Aaron Fox with Buddy Heald Marvin Bagley and of course uh, Boban or Bogdan Bogdanovich the the uh, international player on that team <laughs> I think that they're going to be very fun to watch. Bagley's at $150 right now for Prism Silver. I think he's only 20 years old. I only see him getting better, too. He's a number two overall pick from Duke, has some weight there with other collectors elsewhere. I think Bagley's going to be a a, a really, really nice player this year and going forward. And also, I did have him as my most improved player until Sam uh, gave me the details that second-year players cannot be picked. And also, I was kind of wondering that because – like never is second year players but now i got that confirmation so i think bagley is going to be a, a really nice player this year you guys in agreement? i've never really talked to nate about bagley so i'm just kind of curious i am in agreement. i
2: think he fits really well with uh what the kings are trying to do and just fit
1: wise i think he'll have a good year no matter what yeah i think fox and Heald and bagley are all going to be 20 point scores and uh there's really not enough not much stopping them from doing that yeah. Buddy Hield's now 90, $94 million richer as of today. True. Yeah.
0: I saw that. Finally got well, the extension. Not really.
1: You take out taxes
2: and California taxes, and he is probably like $48 <laughs> million
1: richer, yeah. but live in Florida.
0: <laughs> or Texas. So, yeah, I gave his prices. So going on to number five here, this one's a little bit of a out there pick for me just because I would Rather put Donovan Mitchell, but also his prices are pretty expensive, so he really has to be as good as I hope he is. Slash, everyone's thinking he will be, which I think he will be. I think that we were uh did not mention the Jazz team once actually over this entire hour, and I think the Mike Jazz. Conley. Team, true. I that, Mitchell. I think Rudy and uh Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, and you know they have Joe Ingles and a bunch of other guys. And yeah, that team's gonna be pretty nice this year. I'm seeing being you know and fourth. the other
1: Bogdanovich.
0: True, yeah. yeah, the the one that Which puts up. Oh, yeah,
1: or Bohan. He was on
2: the Pacers, right? Let's yeah, see.
0: and he put up crazy numbers once Oladipo went down. He was, like, putting up 30 points plus per like, in some games, and I think he dropped a 40 on someone <coughs> also. So he's a nasty scorer.
2: Yeah, that's a nice signing.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Their team's awesome. Now I'm giving Donovan Mitchell one. He's not even my fifth player, so I'll move on from that. But it's Matisse <laughs> Thybul, who is a 2019 draft pick, uh back of the first round from Washington, was talking with Natabom this week. He is a defensive menace. If you look at his preseason stats, he played 19 minutes per game and had 2.6 steals per game, 1.4 blocks per game, with only 2.2 fouls, which is, I think, pretty decent. If you're talking about guys giving you like combined four blocks slash steals per game, 7.2 points per game, um, shot three threes a game and really didn't hit many of those at 26%. Didn't have some huge scoring numbers, but uh, I was hearing Nate telling me that Kawhi light on defense. Or... I
2: heard a, I heard a lot of things comparing him to Kawhi on defense, not offense. But mind you, Kawhi didn't come into the league good at offense either. But yeah. not many guys become as good as Kawhi is on offense. Agree. But the defense.
0: But, but the, the I, not... go ahead, Sam.
1: I want I I, I like Thibault, and and obviously he's been kind of the preseason darling. But you know, two or was maybe even three of those preseason games, Ben Simmons was out. Thiebel wasn't playing as much when Ben Simmons was in, like, you know, moving Simmons in kind of, you know, shuffles Rich Josh Richardson down and kind of shuffles guys around. So uh, Thibel kind of loses a few minutes there. Um, I, I, I think he, he's probably going to be really good, but he's probably, I, I'm a not sixth sure. Man, right? Well, I don't know. I guess it kind of depends on what they do with if Horford's the first guy off the bench or if Horford's starting alongside. Well, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm taking their, <coughs> their but, top guys as the top five, not really a sixth man. But uh, <coughs> I part of me kind of wonders if he's just one of these guys that preseason were like, oh, my gosh, Matisse Stiebel, oh, my goodness. we, You know, two blocks, are you kidding me? And three steals, are you kidding me? And And then all of a sudden regular season comes and he's playing 10 minutes and, you know, what really happened to him? We'll also, remember we got Zaire, uh, Zaire, Zaire Smith, Zaire Smith, who still hasn't hardly even played for them, and I think they're probably going to want to play him too. So, yeah. I I think the hype train right now for Thibault is pretty good, but I don't. I wonder if it if it'll take until next year for that to yeah. really start going again. Yeah, I, do I, think, I do think I do think they are kind of
2: shallow. So the <laughs> the highlights I saw of him, even in his ten minutes, I would not be shocked if he's still got a steal on the block in 10 minutes. But he's probably not going to be scoring points, and there's that whole thing, um, which is why people probably don't invest in defensive players. But there, I, I, I don't think uh, it, he will make the most out
1: of whatever minutes he's given. Correct. I think that, that was a, a long-term play, and it probably would have been better to buy it like two weeks ago.
2: Well, his prism, his prism basketballs not out yet, so we're good. Oh, all right.
0: Yeah. So you know you don't really have many options right now for his cards. His prism gold draft picks rookie. So here's the thing: his stuff is selling very cheap comparative to other players. Uh, prism gold draft picks rookie went for ninety dollars, number ten, uh, fairly low for the first good card of him to release. Sold an auction, not a buy it now. That was cheap as an auction sale. And yeah, this probably isn't going to be or buy him now. He's going to be in the sh- like spotlight all the time. Especially on the Sixers' team, will be pushed down a little bit further. Like I'd rather just go and try by buy Marvin Bagley for a one-year turn, but a guy to definitely keep on your radar going forward. And if his minutes tick up, you will probably see some really high defensive <coughs> numbers there, and possibly if he works in his offensive game, some nice numbers there, and then you could get some nice return on that investment. But it's a pretty big question mark, as is with most 2019 rookies right now, especially when you can't really invest in any cards. And if you are, you're really hoping you can flip them in the next month because once Prism NBA drops, that stuff will definitely be uh, dropping with the release of Prism NBA. So I wouldn't recommend buying him today. I just recommend keeping him on your radar going forward, which is why he was the last guy I mentioned and my least confident pick, but possibly also a guy that you could – you know, get a nice return on that isn't, you know, if you want to risk and gamble a little bit, it'd be that guy. I'm not talking about, you know, Giannis here, obviously.
2: Another, another thing to point out, I think, since we talked about uh, Leonard with Theibel, and we should make sure that people aren't super excited about that, is that Kawhi Leonard's transformation from defensive beast to offensive beast is rare.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Although Pascal Siakam did that last year, too.
2: Okay, so maybe you just have to be uh, a raptor, a raptor, or a Greg Popovich, um, but it's not like you shouldn't expect it, right? I would find I would think would probably turn into Andre Roberson more than I think he'd turn into Kawhi, just because turning into Kawhi is like a one in a million chance type of thing.
0: Yep,
1: I can't believe we didn't talk about Lonzo.
0: I I thought Lonzo Nate was pretty for- my boy. I thought Nate was for sure gonna pick Lonzo when we I was players. expecting one of you two to
2: choose him. but well, you see what happened last night in my fantasy draft. I've had, <coughs> I've had Lonzo the last couple of years. ever since he got into the league. I've had Lonzo, and uh, I did not draft him last night. So now my love affair with Lonzo is gone. <laughs> I,
1: I, I guess I would throw Lonzo in as my my five B or something like that because uh, I think Lonzo is gonna do a lot better this year. He's, I think Alvin Gentry's probably going to win Coach of the Year. I think Zion's probably going to win Rookie of the Year. And I think Brandon Ingram will continue to be absolute Trash. hot garbage. Yep. <laughs> and I think Lonzo Ball will rejuvenate his, uh,
2: his career. Lonzo is definitely the get in that. Even, even if he doesn't become a good shooter, right? Say he never becomes a good shooter. His three points always wacky. His free throw never gets above 50%. Everything else he does out of the garbage... Position is just so nice. Assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, defense. Yeah,
0: I think he's one of the <coughs> most valuable young all-around players because I think he's so skilled in the other aspects of the game. Like if you watch him pass the ball, that doesn't there grow in trees. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I
2: agree. I he he does so many things well. It's unfortunate that the one thing he really doesn't do well. I'd rather him be like. Not getting blocks as a guard, but being able to shoot decently well, or not getting steals, or maybe not getting rebounds, but getting assists and shooting well. But if you're going to do everything else, you know you can combat you can combat uh, not being able to shoot with just really timely timely shots. They got JJ Redick there. They got Zion. Uh, <clears throat> they've got uh, Jackson Hayes, right? Yeah, but I don't think
1: he's going to play. They're not going to
2: play. But I mean, they've got they've got interesting players. They got Brandon Ingram to the point where
1: I don't think Lonzo should feel like he has to score. I think Lonzo was the ideal point guard to put alongside LeBron. The only thing against him was that he was uh, 20 or 19 and not 29. And uh, so because of that, LeBron doesn't necessarily uh, maybe love him. But I think Zion, you kind of have maybe the next decade's version of LeBron or as close as we can get. So, pair Alonso (laughs) up with him, good things should happen. And his shooting can only get a little better, so.
2: I do do somewhat worry
1: (coughs) that uh,
2: outside of J.J. Redick and Drew Holiday, who's going to be shooting from the outside? Zion's not good.
1: Maybe he's not.
2: Well, probably not. Josh Hart? Josh Hart, maybe. I don't know. Lonzo's not shooting outside. Uh, uh, Julio Okafor is not shooting outside. Ingram's not super great. <laughs> Derek Favors ain't shooting outside. Derek Favors
0: is on the Pelicans.
1: Yep, yeah, he's uh, their center now. Oh, so that might be a problem. Maybe, but I mean, I don't. It's <coughs> a problem if the, if they're planning on being a finals contender, but <coughs> that's just true. a young, exciting team, I'm not. It would just be a lot easier for Lonzo to get assists if he could just hand it off to Zion and watch him. That's true. That's true.
0: All right. True. Well, I'm going to give a quick recap because that was a lot of information. It's a little bit long, but it is an NBA preview podcast. I feel like we need to pack a lot of information in there because I want you guys to be able to use it. So for Sam, his top five players for going up this year are John Collins DeAndre Hunter, Tyler Hero, Nikola Jokic, and Mitchell Robinson. Nates are Marco Fultz, DeAndre Aiden, Bam Adebayo, Carl Anthony Towns, and Miles Bridges. And then out of 5B, we have Devontae Graham, just because Nate had to say that. And also 5 hey, oh.
2: also 5C, Svi Luke. There's, oh. like,
0: nobody on the Pistons except for Andre
2: Drummond and Blake Griffin, so <clears throat> three-pointers all day, Svi. Uh... Svi. <laughs>
0: I got to say 5B for Sam was Lonzo Ball because he mentioned that. And then for myself, I had Christoph Porzingis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Victor Oladipo, Marvin Bagley, and Matisse Theibel. Uh With that, I will give a brief overview of what we have going on this week. So today we got the pre, uh, preview podcast for NBA. Wednesday we're going to have another podcast coming out on the week 7 recap of the NFL season. We do those every week, Nathan and I. And then Friday, we might have a little bit of podcast action. Not sure, though, because my brother is coming into town. So now that I say that, probably not. So Sam, Nate, I want you guys to – or if you guys want to, you guys want to say something to end this year? Um, well, Sam left. He had to take care of his family. We spent too much of his time.
2: Um, but for me, this was enjoyable. I look forward to the NBA season. think I'm going to be trying to uh, gear up with a couple of my buddies and get NBA League Pass so we can watch all the games. Um, which should help us be able to uh, be more up to date on uh, all the stats that we can give you guys through podcasts and stuff like that. But uh, I am very excited for the NBA season. I hope you guys are too. It's the <coughs> Pelicans and the Raptors and the Lakers and the Clippers kick off tomorrow's season uh, tomorrow night on Tuesday. So look for those games. Should be very good. As Zion's not playing, which is unfortunate. Um. And Paul George isn't playing for the Clippers, which is unfortunate. So, it's not as exciting of a game as people would think. Or yeah. opening day as people would think. But, but then, come Wednesday, we have a full slate of games. So, get ready and, for that.
0: And Bucks tip off on Thursday against the Rockets on TNT. Get that national game in there right away. Love
2: Ooh. See it. We got see Thursday
0: it. against the Rockets. Oh, Looks yeah.
2: like Nathan is having a great
0: birthday. <laughs> Your birthday's on Thursday already? Yes, sir. You're right. My dad's is tomorrow and I knew you were right next to him, but you know, I never really thought about it. Also because you're gonna turn fifty something, which isn't very exciting. So that's
2: true. Not very <laughs>
0: exciting. Actually, I turned twenty-five, which means I can
2: rent a car for cheap.
0: Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that's no, that's great. big
2: for us. Yeah. That's big for us. Anytime we need to go somewhere, we don't trust a car, rent a car.
0: Well, true. Actually, that's a good idea because your car is awful. So might need yeah. that. Might need that. Might need to take a trip down to some card shops here pretty soon. Actually uh, once school is done that would be a lot easier true <laughs> all right well well uh if you guys want to keep up to date with what's happening with the card market during the nba season be sure to follow us on instagram we will definitely like i think that we're going to spend a lot of time in the nba this season because it's going to be one of the most exciting seasons oh, in a while sorry. i am i'm very very excited it kicks off tomorrow as nate said so make sure to follow us on instagram we'll pro- i will if there's enough action going on, I will definitely kick it up to two posts a day on the NBA uh, afternoon and night to cover all the player movement because I think that the amount of hype and excitement around all the card market and the NBA is at all time high. And I really think we're going to see a bunch of changes, uh, either up or down or you know staying the same. And I'm very excited for that. And also, if you guys want to get some investment reports, stuff like that, be sure to head to SlabStocks.com because we run a daily email report where we send out our auctions to watch for the day and also cheap buy-it-nows as they pop up. I was finding some really good deals recently, uh, sending them out to our subscribers. Y'all can start a free trial right now uh, for seven days, see if you guys like it, and then we can decide from there what to do going forward. But at least get on that free trial because saving people 20 to 50 bucks throughout the last couple of days on different buy-it-nows, it's a really easy way to get some cards in your investment portfolio to hopefully make some money on. Uh, It includes football, basketball, and baseball. Depending on the season, we uh, switch around how many links we send out for sport uh, and where we think the best buys are. Baseball will
2: be ramping up here in the next, like, two weeks yeah, once we get to sure. November.
0: For sure. Nate's going to definitely do a lot of research over the next month uh, for baseball and make sure that he gets you guys the most targeted advice on that. Um, of course, can't always be right. However, it's just more things for you guys to think about, more things for you guys to buy, uh, which is always good, especially at the height of this card market and how stuff changes so quickly uh for me thank you guys for watching or for listening I know that Sam enjoyed being in here even though he can't say uh goodbye but I had a really enjoyable time bringing on Sam uh, Nate's down in Florida for the last day with his brother and his uh rest of his family down there and Nate thank you for joining me as always I'm Aaron we got Nate over there thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you guys next time